Welcome to the Leader Manager Coach Podcast, your weekly podcast where we take a deep dive examining knowledge, philosophies, wisdom and insights to help you to lead, manage and coach in football, sports and life. Leader Manager Coach is presented by Rob Riles. Rob is a qualified coach with a League Managers Association qualification and a science and medicine background. He has worked in the football industry in Europe, USA and Africa at international, premiership, league, non-league and grassroots levels with World Cup and European Championship experience. Hello and welcome to the Leader Manager Coach podcast. It's Rob Riles welcoming you to another episode. Now today I'm really excited to bring you somebody that um, I've been looking to bring onto the podcast for a little while. He's somebody that uh, I hold in high esteem, he's somebody that I've known for a long time and He's a friend of my son's um, and the young man in question is a professional footballer. Uh, his name is Josh, Josh Gordon, and uh, managed to, to pin him down and he's agreed to to talk to us for a few minutes about uh, his achievements in the game. Now, the reason I wanted to get Josh on is because to all uh, all you coaches out there, um, here's a young man who has achieved what we spend our time trying to help lots and lots of other young people achieve. Um, so, hi, Josh. Ah, you're right, Rob. Yeah. Sorry. I'm great. How are you? Ralsey, Ralsey is fine. <laughs> mate, listen, you just be yourself, mate. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Josh just said hi, Ralsey, because uh, yeah, he's a friend of my son's and um, I've coached Josh in the dim and distant past when he was a, a non-league player and a junior player. And um, yeah, so no problem there, Josh. Anyway, how are you, mate? I'm all right. Thank you. Are Good you? lad. Yeah, I'm really well. I'm really well. So just... Um, so that the people who are maybe not in the UK and who don't know you, mate, just tell us um, where, where you are at the moment and what you're doing with your life and, um, you know, what you're up to in the in the world of football at the moment. Um, well, currently I'm at uh, Warsaw in League One. Yeah. Um, just signed from uh, Leicester City um, in the summer window. Yeah. Um, first year, I've got three years there. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, anything, yeah, anything. yeah. Just tell us, mate. Yeah, so how's it? How's how's it? How's it? Uh, how you? How's your your game going at the minute? Are you enjoying it? Obviously, uh, new new club because you've not been there that long. Yeah, yeah. I've, it's a it's it's a difference from playing development football. Obviously, I've I've played men's football in non league, but then trying like changing from that into development, doing the technical side, and then going back to that. It's just that transition, just getting used to it again. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I I found my feet. I've uh, scored a few goals. Yeah. Uh, the team's doing well. I yeah. just got to be patient and uh, yeah. hopefully start every week soon. Yeah. And then go from there. Yeah. So you're fit at the moment and no, everything's uh, working from a, f- uh, a physical point of view and there's no, no, no yeah. niggles or anything, mate. Yeah, I think so. I, um, I had a little, I had a few niggles um, just as I transferred with my ankle. Yeah. Um, so that stopped me a little bit, but something you have to just, just, just deal play with through, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, just maintain and hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. It goes off, but at the minute it's it's fine. So it's helped me to be able to keep my fitness up yeah. and okay. be on par with the lads. And uh, like, personally think I'm quite high up in the fitness exactly. department. Yeah, that's a, yeah, yeah. You feel fit and you're strong and yeah, yeah coping with it. That's brilliant. Because just before we came on air, we were talking because you're 24 now, yeah? Yeah, I just turned 24, 24 yeah. 24, and I can't remember how, how old you were when you first played for the team that uh, yeah. I was coaching. Was that the... It was the Floodlit League, wasn't it? So you, was a year you, below. You'd be like, were you 16 then? Yeah. Okay, so that's like eight years. Eight years, Josh, that's mad, isn't it? Yeah, crazy. so eight years. Yeah, so this is a Thursday. We're sitting here on a Thursday afternoon, which is Josh's day off. 
and he's kindly give us, agreed to give us an hour. So, um, so you're feeling fit. You're at your new club. You scored a few goals. Any assists? Have you? Have you yeah, yeah. three assists. Have I think got- I've um, started. I've had five starts. Yeah. When I, I when I signed there, they already obviously started, and they went on a um, good little run. So I just had to be patient. It was a bit hard at first. Yeah, because. I was going there thinking I was going to be in straight away. And obviously I played week in, week out at Leicester. And um, before well, before I um, transferred, I had some first team experience at Leicester. Yeah. Uh, played against Valencia and then travelled to France um play against Lille. Yeah. So I just wanted to take that all that confidence into, yeah. into the first game. And then, so my confidence dropped a little bit because I wasn't used to not playing. Um, but then I got my first start against Burton. Got my first goal. Oh, actually, it wasn't. Sorry, it was um, it was Macclesfield. Macclesfield, yeah. yeah. Got my first goal, and then my confidence started boosting. Then, and then got another goal, and then I got three assists. Brilliant. So, yeah, good little start. Yeah. So, what um, it, have you got a particular formation that the that the manager sticks to, or are you like on your own up front, or are you, are you with a two, or how does he play he's, things? He's quite old school. He's like four four two. Yeah, we got a big lad called Andy Cook. Um, typical like League One striker, tall, can hold the ball up, uh, play off him. And um, me and the other player, Morgs, uh, we're like similar players who um, work hard, get behind the defence, stretch him. So he, he tries to stay with that or he'll go into like a 4-3-3 where I'll play on the right side. We did that against Barnsley uh, what, a few Morgs weeks back. plays as well, so you got three of you. So Cookie, Central and... Uh, Sometimes, sometimes Cuckoo will play, but with that we play against Barnsley because Barnsley just come down, still got their cha- championship team. Yeah. So we gone there trying to at least get a point. Yeah. So they play Mor- Morgs up top, yeah. and then um, put me and a lad called Josh Janelli left and right. right. And um, because of the work rate, because we like was a lot up there, press high, and we're them kind of forwards who can get forward and get back. So you'll stay four four two or four three three, depending. Yeah, and uh, have you got a, a preference as to how, how how you like? Does it work well with you playing off a big striker? Do you feel that that helps bring out the best in your game when you're doing that? Or yeah, because um, when I was at Stafford Rangers just before I got signed at Leicester, um, we had a big lad called Kyle Perry there, and I just literally just played off him, and it gave me a bit of a free roll to be able to stretch or come come in front of me like a ten. Yeah. So um, that's what I prefer. Yeah, that's like, great. Like when I was at Leicester, I was seen as like the target. Even though I'm small, like I can put myself about and I'm quite strong and I can jump. So that was my role as being the hold up target man. So it's nice to be able to to do both roles really. Yeah, absolutely. And do you feel that your strength is more the running in behind than holding up or are you happy to do both? Um, I prefer running behind yeah. because you're facing the goal and aren't you? Yeah. Um, but being able to do both and, and not minding doing both is brilliant. Mate. Do you know what, Josh, all of all the coaching that we do, you very rarely find in, in young players, even the ones who are developing up to, to 16, that, that they, they can take on both of those things. You've either got players who come short all the time and, and hold it up and are good, good touch players with the back to goal mm. and, and lay it off. Or, they're just charging into channels all, and they've got the pace and it's great to, to hear that somebody can actually, yeah. even it, even into a senior game, you see people who, who really couldn't adapt to playing both of those roles. So that's brilliant. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's what helped me when I went to Leicester really because 
our manager there, Steve Bigelow, he was quite an old school manager and he's been in the leagues before. So seeing what I was doing from non-league, being a bit raw and being able to do two different jobs, it, I, I just, I was yeah. like his star player. And then that's why I started every week. And I sort of kind of, he sort of used me as like a, like a, like a barrier isn't like that's what that's that's the minimum you need to play anything else. Like a benchmark, kind yeah. Of that's, thing. So that's to, weird, to, yeah. To, yeah. To, for other people, yeah. And he used to, he used to say sometimes he's like, "Oh, um, Josh could have a bad game, but I know he's going to give hundred percent. He's going to do this and do that. So I'm going to play him every time." Was he the under twenty-three manager? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think he started players started seeing that and then that's why we did well in the league. We started being one of them teams who were just physical and hardworking first and then the talent comes That's great after. that you're a, you were a facilitator of that, mate. Yeah, yeah it was nice. Brilliant, yeah. mate, top man. Yeah, good. Do you think that's because you came quite late to the pro game? Do you think that's what you bought because of that? Do you think that was an influence on you being like that? or? Yeah, I think the experience of playing men's football early has helped that because it, when you're in academies, it's still good because obviously you're learning the technical side, but you're, you're not experiencing that winning mentality. And that's what Steve was trying to trying to implement in our game. And, and it works for the majority of the season. Do you think, so looking back on, on, on that, so there you are, you said you, you played a lot of men's football where you've had to compete and you've played against people who aren't full-time and, you know, but obviously are good players. People people underestimate non-league players, I think, sometimes, don't they? In yeah, terms of the massively. technical ability. Um, do you think that you missed out and, and this isn't because it's you but for players in general do you think uh, that the players who go through the academy system say for, from 8 even or 10 or 12 and then eventually get a schoolboy and then perhaps go on to a pro contract do you think that technically that that if you do the non-league route and come in at you know in your early 20s or late teens do you think you miss out at all or what would you say technically um, or do you make up for it? You just do yeah, what you make a, up for a, it. Yeah, it's a, it's a hard one. I think it depends on on the person you are and how much you put in it. Because I used to I used to do bits with my dad, like um, after hours doing the technical side when I was playing non league. But I think is I, I think I wouldn't change the route I've come. Because yeah, yeah. I think experiencing men's football early and then doing bits on the side, if, if if you're dedicated, doing bits on the side and then going into like a development team and getting a technical side, technical part yeah. of the game, I think it's, I think it's the best way really. Yeah, yeah. Oh, brilliant. No, it's a great, it's a great point, Josh. So let's just, so we know where you are, you're playing for Walsall, you're scoring some goals, which is the most valuable thing in the game. You know, people talk about defenders and I love defending, but uh, you know, we all know that to find somebody who can score goals is, you know, managers kill for that. Yeah. We know that. I've tried to score goals. <laughs> yeah. And you're assisting as well. So great start. Yeah. It's a club that you're enjoying and really, really good stuff. So let's just go back to, let, let's look at the, the early part of the story and bring you through to you, to when you eventually got in the pro contract and then with Leicester. So let's just do that a little bit so everybody can understand just where you've come from. So, um, what, as a kid, go back to when you were a kid and, and, and cause I know, I mean, I know it seems to need a dad, Seen your dad everywhere you were. Your dad yeah. used to be his top man for that. Yeah, um, took you around everywhere. But before that, so what about when you were young, Josh? What were you doing then, football wise? Um, I played I played Sunday league football for a team called Star Rangers when I was really really young because my dad's the basketball route and I haven't got the height for that. 
Does he love basketball, your dad? My dad loves it's basketball. It's mad, yeah, yeah. I used to play it before, to be fair. Um, yeah. But I started getting into football and I decided to end up enjoying that. And my infant school got me into Saturday football at Stoke. Went there for a little bit. They asked me to, when I got older to go to the academy stuff when yeah. I was in year three. And I was at Stoke from year three to year 10, I think, just the year before they got into the Prem. So how old... Just for, for people like me who don't understand what year three and year 10 is, what, how old were you then? To be honest, I, I can't remember. I About, think it was like eight, mate. Uh, was it eight? You started at eight? No, I'd, I'd, I'd say six, seven, maybe. Right, so you doing some pre-academy stuff at that age Yeah. Then, until you were Until I was 15. 15, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just before the scholarship. Yeah. What happened then? There's a guy called Steve Holland who came in from... Yeah. I, I can't remember where he came he, in from, well, but he, he, he then will go to Chelsea. Chelsea, after. yeah. Um, Tony Pulis is there, and Tony Pulis had this mindset of tall players, yeah, and being physic, being physical. So yeah. they end up like merging the um, age groups together, and I didn't fit that category. Um, so I was too small and wouldn't be able to handle the year above. <laughs> Even though I did play year above when Noel Blake was there, he put me up a couple of years above my age. Yeah. Um. <sighs> So when you were at Stoke in in that academy, um, Tom Blakey was was uh, was he was he your age group coach or was he over the he, he was the, the academy head, manager head, once yeah. yeah or yeah and um, he came in one of the training sessions and, and saw me first day and then put me put me in age group straight away really, yeah and I, I still still keep in, t- in contact with him now because he's Do getting you? in towards like the agency bit now and. Um, his his mindset was completely different, was and I think if he was still there, things would have been a little bit different a bit earlier on. Well, I'd I, say. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I, I know Noel from from the England under nineteens. I worked with him lots and lots and lots, and um, he is just one of the nicest blokes, mate. Yeah, him. and what he doesn't know about defending, particularly, never mind, and and junior football. It's not you know young people's development is you know uh, you don't, he's, he is. It's, a great mentor to have into yeah he's top class I couldn't say a bad word about him so um, when you were put up an age group by Noel yeah how did you find that was it quite so was that easy for you or did you really find wow this is challenging me it's it's a hard like it sounds so funny saying it now but when I was younger I didn't understand football that much like football now because it's all over the TV it's all over social networks but young kids are picking up straight away and because I I kind of fell into it I didn't understand the seriousness of where it could take me so being put up a a year above my age was just just seemed normal I was was enjoying football I I was able to handle it I was fine and then when Noel left a guy called George Foster come in right. and um, because I didn't understand the seriousness of football, I was a bit over the, overweight. Sometimes I was late for training because um, obviously my dad had to do my sister, take her to netball and take me to football. Sometimes I was late and he had a meeting with me and I, and I can tell you now, I've never been shouted at like that ever from from now until then. I've never been shouted like that before. He was saying I'm wasting my time. Ta- I'm wasting my talent. Um, if, you, if you're serious about it, you need to do this, that and the other. And I just took everything on board and then I started doing the simple things like eating right, used to go for runs. My, my dad used to say go for a run. We used to do extra stuff after and I just lost all this weight. I got fit and he was going to offer me a contract for three years, which would have took me to uh, a pro. And then he ended up 
leaving. I think he retired and went to Barcelona United. Um, and then Steve Allen come in and then, and, that's when, and then that happened, yeah. So when you look back, Josh, it, the kind of lackadaisical bit when you were kind of thinking it wasn't serious and you were like a bit late sometimes and you didn't look after yourself and eat so well. You know when you had that shelling off George Foster? Mm. Even though, like you're saying, he was proper shouty, he, you know, he wasn't like a, he did it in a, a strong way, let's put it like that, yeah? Yeah. Did it, by what you're saying, it had a positive effect on you? Yeah, because... Did it make he, you realise? Yeah, he showed me, he him saying that stuff to me showed me how serious football is. Because sometimes, you know, when a lot of people say that somebody is kind of... At, Maybe he wasn't in your face and he wasn't, but he was just strong how he said things and he was, you know, he yeah, raised he's his done voice the right, right way. way. Yeah. Sometimes people don't respond to that, Josh, do they? Because yeah. other people go, well, you know, up yours. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not listening to you. They, they take it personally and think, whereas you took it, wow, this is in my best interest, this is. Yeah. So that's, you don't always hear that, Josh. And that, that's, you know, credit to you, mate, for taking yeah, it the right you. way. No, yeah. top man, because he must have been pleased for you that you'd actually responded to his coaching, you know, in his, in his yeah, time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think it was just a, the way people can say something the wrong way, but the way he's obviously dissect, dissected what he was going to say beforehand. It's he's not constructive. Been, yeah. yeah. He was, he's, he was telling me that this is up to me. If I want to do that, I have the ability, but if it doesn't, it's not just ability, it's, it's everything else. Absolutely. So what, so when you, came to the so did they just not offer you or did you decide that it wasn't for you because of the way that the, the club wanted sort of big big strong athletes that you um, know we had a coach called Kevin Kent and he had eight of us sign well he was going to sign eight of us and he walked past um, just before I went in and I, as soon as I went into the board meeting he, his, his face dropped so I think things must have just changed like last minute Um, so the, I think the plan was to be to be signed Sign. but Obviously, did they just say else. to you, "We're not signing"? Yet, yeah, right? and, and Kevin Kent was there shaking his head; he wasn't happy. And we still trained till the end of the season. So, who did the meeting? Um, Steve Holland was in there, right, Kevin the Academy, Kent, yeah. and then and the other assistants. So, how how did that affect you? How you felt? And he didn't. It. I didn't. He didn't sink in because I thought because of the reason. Like I found, I found it so ridiculous. The reason why, I it just didn't. He didn't hit top, me hard. Man. What a top man. Yeah, so... And what happened? So where did you go? So when you came out of there, you weren't... Because a lot of people, Josh, after mm. that amount of time and the promises and the response you'd had from your conversation with your coach and the time with Blakey, a lot of people would have been, let's put it like this, pretty down on themselves at that point to, to realise that it's... Pos you know, you a lot of people would see that as you, you, your career been taken away from you and yeah. your Premier League club and all that's gone. You know, but you didn't see it like that, which is an absolute fantastic thing to to say. So, where 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 did you go from there in terms of you know right decisions or speak to your dad? What did you do? Um, my dad had a chat with me, asked me what I wanted to do. Um, Kevin Kent asked us to go to Vale because he was going to Vale after everything what happened, some disagreements, and the eight lads he wanted to sign, he wanted to take to Vale. There was a, there was a trial game, but my dad said, um, my dad was like, right. As much of a good opportunity it is, the reason why you've not stayed at Stoke is because they think that you can't play with play with people above your own age. So I want to put you into this team, which was AIDS team at the time, Hartfields. Obviously, I met Charlie. Um, he's like, go with these for a little bit, enjoy your football, play with lads who are older and more physical, and then we'll go from there. 
So that's what I did. I ended up going to Hartfields and uh, I don't regret any of it. And I want to ask you about Hartfields, because right? what a great decision. Your dad must be, I mean, I only know him from chatting to him briefly when I see him at the get, you know, you used to see him when he used to bring in, like say, Ayer and how's he yeah. doing and all. So I don't know him in depth, but what a great, great dad to to make that kind of decision um, or help you make that decision. So, and I know Aid obviously I know Aid really well and I have got so much admiration. The success he's had in junior football, which mm-hmm. is, he must be one of the most successful managers in, in, in yeah. wasn't he? With yeah. the Tesco Cup, with Flakey and all, were you around then? Were you, no, no, I, I was just, just came after that, after the Tesco beat Cup. Beat the Manchester boys and everything, absolutely brilliant. Um, did you find playing for Aid really, really good? Yeah, obviously, all the lads, all the lads now are still like best mates. It's great, isn't it? And the way the way he t- he took it so seriously it wasn't just like a mess about. He took it so yeah. seriously. What yeah. May does? He does like, now. Yeah, he does still now. Yeah, Charlie, because Charlie's telling me because Toby plays for him now. Yeah, as well. And um, I know the goalkeeper Nath, and he's just like age, just like different, different. My mate Nath, who said him um, go do preseason with age. I was like, I guarantee you come back to me, you say, what the hell is that? <laughs> yeah, he's, he loves the run. He, he loves, loves the run. run, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But, but um, Charlie said they got beaten the other the other night. and um, But I know they're doing quite well, top of the league. And uh, the night they got beaten. Oh, they, they they were winning and they got back they, they, they got back to 4-4. I mm-hmm. think they were like 4-1 four, four up or something. Yeah. And they, they, got, they ended up four each. And he just walked into the dressing room, shook his head, said, I'm going, I'm going, lads. <laughs> walked out. <laughs> But, no, his, his passions there, oh, and, 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 and that's that's what that's how we that's how we end up taking it as like football's a Brilliant. passion, yeah. And, so, I, and and that's probably one thing that's helped me to get where so I am now. Did you go from there to Newcastle Town? Yeah, so um, it was Hartfields end up becoming the the Fudlet team, yeah. didn't he first? Yeah, that's right. So I was I was playing for Newcastle as a Fudlet, but still under like Hartfields, and then that's where. Um, so when I, so I, yeah, so you were there when me and, when I was with Aid. Yeah, yeah. And Disco had, had left by then. John, no, no, Disco, Disco, Disco was, Disco Disco was still there, there, but he was in the first team. Yeah, yeah. And after playing for the, uh, in the Fudlet, uh, Jeff, the one of the owners there, he asked me to come to reserves. And this is, this is like, um, this is when I had to leave Hartfield. So it was a big decision then. Um, so I've gone into pre I've gone to preseason with Hartfields and A's had to sit down because he's heard some rumors and stuff and he's like right, uh, what like, are you what, doing? Yeah, what's everyone doing? So I was just honest, like my conversation with Dad. I was playing for Newcastle College as well at the time, so that's where they heard yeah. about me. And um, I just had to make that decision. I need to go start playing. You get some, yeah. a bit better standard. Or, yeah, yeah. But yeah, just just because there's men. One team. Um, and what? How many seasons did you do at Newcastle? Um. I think I did. I think it could have been half a season, maybe a season in, in the reserves, and then that's when Disco and Lodgy, yeah, wanted me to go with the first team. And I think I was with the first team for two seasons, maybe. Yeah, you did well, I mate. Did yeah, you? yeah, I did well. In in that time when I was there, I ended up having a trial at Peterborough. Um, they they showed interest. I think that's when we were in the Fudlet League as well. To be honest, yeah. Um. So I went there on trial, but I was, I was a bit, I was a, was a bit of a blessing in disguise. I was a bit naive. Like the job, what I had to do is if in the reserves, there's so much running, I had the energy to run everywhere. 
So I scored a goal when I got there. So I, I thought, I was on, like I was on cloud nine. I thought, this is it. I've done it. I've scored straight away. I was doing too many jobs. And um, they said to me after, like, you're a good player. You've got all the ability. We like how you can take the ball under pressure, all this and that. But um, just the distribution on the pitch needs to mm. needs to um, improve. And this would have took me into the last year of a scholar to the first year pro. At Peterborough, if they signed me and they said, um, but we don't think we've got enough time to work yeah, with to you, you to get there. So we said, keep an eye on you and, and go from there. But then I ended up having a, um, I had like ligament damage, I think it was in, in, in my ankle. So I was out for a little bit. And funny enough, one of my friends who was um, playing in the county with me, he ended up getting signed, right. um, signed for him instead as a striker. He's a good player. Um, and then ended up just playing for the Newcastle Town again. So when, so what happened? Where did you go from Newcastle to Stafford? Uh, I went Nantwich first. Did you? Yeah, uh, Phil Parkinson was Pog, playing with us at the time. Yeah. Oh um, yeah, because he, he played for Newcastle and then he became Nantwich manager. Nantwich yeah, manager, right. yeah, and then um, took me and Ali Osborne. Yeah, up to um, Nantwich, and that was again that was the next step up because it is the higher league yeah. wanted. And I, I enjoyed my time there. Um, it's a bit stop and start sometimes. I want to always get into into the team. Um, when I was in the team, I was doing stuff, but it wasn't really what he wanted. Even though I was doing well, scoring goals still, it still wasn't enough to, to cement my place. And it came to like the second season. I was like, I'm not really going anywhere here. I need, I need to, yeah. I need to move on. So I went to rail for a little bit on loan. And uh, during this time, Josh, were you still wanting to, to get into the program? And did you still believe that he'd be, or were you just enjoying your football? Um, or do you kind of just think, well, I'll just do whatever and see what happens? Yeah, I, I was at uni as well. Oh, sorry, but when was it? When I was at Newcastle, um, me and Jordan Cole went up to Alloway in Scotland. Oh, did you? Yeah, and um, they offered us a pro, but Newcastle were like saying it's not the right decision. And then I know it's not all about the money, but for me to finish uni, to not finish uni, to go up to Scotland and not work because working at the time as well to do all that for the money they were offering in the the contract they're offering it wasn't didn't seem like the right thing to yeah. do at the time i was like so when that when i did that i was like right okay i got a, a contract offered to me from scotland with alloway with alloway if if that can happen it can happen again but i need to finish off my uni first well done mate yeah um so that's what i did finish off my uni obviously went to nantwich then what did you do at uni uh, sports development to coach. Did you do Charlie? Yeah, with Charlie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all, even Charlie was like, "I don't know why you've not gone for that." Because I was, but you were you stuck to what you felt was right. Yeah, yeah? I, just a good feeling. Yeah, had a feeling. Was your dad okay with it? And he said, "Do what you want." My dad would say, "It's it's up to you what what you think." But he wanted me to give to to uni as well. Yeah, yeah. Because he he was obviously in education, um, working at the same uni, and I just felt it was right. I was like, if it's meant to be, You're something else will come something along. Something else will come well along done, once mate. that's done. And, and yes. Yeah. Well, Stafford next after that. So, yeah. So, to Stafford. so I went to, so I was like, right, I need to, I need to move now. So I went to Stafford. From Nantwich. From Nantwich. Um, so like I had a friend who was there, so I sorted it out myself. And um, my dad didn't, didn't, wasn't hundred percent because he didn't really hear about Stafford. He was like, are you sure you want to do this? I was like, yeah. I just, Greg, I is it Greg and Dozer who were there? No, yeah. Neil Kitch yeah. and um, okay. Amos. I right. can't think of his first name now. I apologise. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> um, yeah, and he was like, okay, okay, Josh, it, it, it's up to you. So I went there 
first game the first game my debut I started scored and then I just I remember snowballed. seeing on, on YouTube a goal that you scored at Stafford once and I can't remember which goal it was but it was a corker mate you scored an absolute pearl do you remember that one is it once there was, there was a few I think there was a few there was a few <laughs> mate there was, and I can't remember because Charlie was straight on the phone to me like because I yeah. didn't do all t- you know I'm not great on social media I'm trying to be but you know I'm getting better on social media, I should say. And yeah, and you scored a corker, mate, and I can't, I can't recall what game it was. But that could, if it's the one I'm thinking of, that might have been the one I was at Leicester against Barnsley. Like a left foot. I can't remember. What, I'm sure it was Stafford. Anyway, yeah, I, I digress. Sorry, mate. So you yeah. were Stafford. How long were you at Stafford for? Um, I signed in October, so just a couple of months into the season. And then from October to, I think it was February, March. So... Six months. And how, how did that go? How did you period at Stafford go? I loved every minute there. Played well? Yeah, yeah. I was just, I was scoring. I was enjoying my football. The lads were there. Were you working hard yourself and being fit? And- yeah, yeah. Like, as, as soon as I finished uni, I was like, right, concentrate on football now. I was working at the same time for Be Active, uh, teaching peace. I was yeah. still, like, working on that route just in case. But I was like, right now, this is, like, time to do so, it. So what, so... Go on. So how much stuff did you do on your own, Josh, when you weren't like training with Stafford or? I I didn't see my house until like 10 o'clock at night sometimes. I'd go to work. I'd go training. If I wasn't at training, I'd be at the gym. So, I, and if I went to the gym, I'd be do I'd be down Norfolk Stadium where like local by me doing bits on my own there. What, running around the track or doing the, some sprints? Like, or? Te- like technical Techn- stuff. I'd do the physical stuff in the gym, running and stuff like that. And then I was doing like technical stuff. Where did you do your ball work at, at Northwood? Yeah, um, on the Astro. There's like a, we had a new Astro there now. Did you just sneak on. No, did let, let, let you go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got contacts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good luck. We got to actually, mate. Yeah, you yeah, got to. Oh, brilliant. So, you, did you work on things like finishing or your left foot, your right foot? What is anything particular you look back on? I think I used to, God, the hours I did doing that, or or, or you on your own, or do you have somebody with you? Or Dad helped me when I could, when he when he could. Um, but he used to be strong on my, my weaker foot. He said, you need to do your weaker foot because that means you can play anywhere then. You can play on the left side, right side, whatever. So um, I did a lot of stuff on my left foot and then a lot of finishing. And then just sometimes you stand there just passing the ball at the fence and just controlling the ball. A lot just, of it on your own. Yeah. yeah. I remember John, do you know Robbie Earl? He had a Robbie Earl. Yeah, the veil. Yeah. John Rudge used to say he'd be going home at four or five o'clock from the veil as a manager when he was the manager and he'd hear this thud, 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 thud. And he'd go back into the into the into the, the training area and, and they had a little room just off the off the, the gym area when mm. he was Robbie Earl, like he'd been there since like two o'clock. Everybody else had gone home after training and from two till four he'd he'd been in there with the ball. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just doing his own stuff, mate. So credit to you, mate. So you did hours down there on your own, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You have to and did you believe, did we do thinking, right, you know, this is going to, all the time, were you, was it, do you remember the thought processes you had or was it just fun? Did you enjoy, actually enjoy doing it or were you kind of think that, you know, I've got to grind this um, out? Because I was enjoying my football at Stafford, it was, it was just stuff I wanted just to apply to my game. So I didn't fi- find it like a task because I was like, right, right. I, I want to try to do this in, in, in the game now. So, and you were basically with your dad guiding yourself in terms of what you needed to do. You just yeah. followed your own stuff. Yeah. my dad's been like, my, when my dad used to play basketball, he's not the tallest. But so he, he had to wear extra hard. Like he's shooting all the time. He used to tell me he used to shoot like a hundred balls a day. And obviously I, I didn't think I shot a hundred balls a day for like shooting like, but his mentality of practice, working, practice, yeah, practice. Brilliant. I think that's what I just. So go on, 
was it Stafford to Leicester, wasn't it? Yeah. Because that's, remember that, so go on, what happened with that? Um, I was just, I was just scoring those goals and, and, Ka- and Kyle Perry was like, uh, you need to get an agent because something's going to come up. I just know it is because he's been in the game for a while. He's, he played at Macclesfield and stuff like that. He's like, something's going to happen. And um, so I started speaking to this agent and then Derby um, will come and watch me. So he blew all that up about Derby. And then like floods of teams, Birmingham, um, Warsaw and Leicester all just came watching and knocking on the door. And then I had a phone call once when I was on the way to, I was in, my, I was in the work car park and my boss was like over, over the cross the road. And I uh, had a phone call saying, oh, Leicester want you to go on trial and just, your agent, this is? Uh, no, this is my Stafford manager. Oh, yeah. Um, they got in touch with him and said, um, listen, mm. listen uh, they want to come, they want to uh, take you on trial. So I've, I've shot my boss over. I was like, listen to this. And um, that was, a, who's yeah. your boss then? It was a... Uh, ben Mills. Mills, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Love the ladder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do like Ben. He, he helped me out a lot, to be fair, in that, in that week, because obviously I couldn't work. I, I needed to go on trial. And then I went on trial for a week. And... The first day, just got chucked in the deep end, playing with the first team. Serious? Yeah. What, in, a, in a game or training? Just training, training. And I was just, I was on the bike, I'd being quiet on my own, just like warming up. And then uh, one of the coaches come up to me and goes, right, uh, the first team are going out in the minute, you're going to train with them. And I, I just didn't know what to think. I was like, right, wow. best, I best, wow. best go out. So end up going out. With Vardy and all yeah, that. Yeah, seeing Vardy. Uh, Wes Morgan, Danny Drinkwater, S- all these. Surreal, eh? Yeah, it was just crazy. But then I was like, right, yeah, you, you can't just, you can't like. You can't let this go. Yeah, yeah, you, you just got to, yeah. you just got to make out like normal people and, and just mm. do what you're coming to do. And um, I did well. I was, uh, we played a game. I was trying to pin Wes Morgan in a little mini game. He was like giggling to me because I could. Who was he? Because he was like, like, he's a beast, eh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a big lad. Did you manage to pin him? Um, not <laughs> <Once>. too much. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, Josh. Well, Love it. I was like, well, this, I've got here from doing what I've, yeah. what I've done yeah. at Stafford, so and it's d- don't change anything. I had a lot of um, a lot of advice off uh, Chris Taylor and, and Kyle Perry saying just do what you've done. Who's Chris and Taylor? You uh, play for Vale. Uh, back in the day, left footer. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, he was he was finishing his yeah. career at Stafford. He's a manager now. He was like, "Just do what you've been doing, and everything should be fine." Yeah. So I did. I had a first good training session, and then obviously I was in a hotel for the week, and then I trained with them a couple of days, and I trained with the twenty threes a couple of days, right, and then I had the game on the Friday, and just played my heart out on the Friday. Did you, what were what game was that? Was it a training um, game or a cl- yeah, twenty threes game against uh, Notts Forest? It was um, it had like a a non league ground. Yeah. I can't remember it was. And then after the manager, because Steve's very like trying try and use the correct word here. Um, he does. He, he says everything what's on his head. He just says it, and he was like, "I'm I'm making sure I sign you." And I was driving home, ringing my dad, and like they won't sign me. It was it's like a mad, a mad week, crazy week. So how long till he signed? Was it pretty much straight away, or did he um, leave you on tender ups kind of thing? Yeah, because the mind just got sacked at the same time, so that was getting sorted first. And um, it, but Steve wanted me to still come in and train, so Ben was giving me the time off. So did you carry on training more than a week? You just kept going. Yeah, I just kept going like I was there, and. Um, 
But then there was an issue of regarding me signing out of the transfer window because something changed around around then. So we had to wait a bit longer for that to get authorised. And then they offered me a contract. But at the same time, when I'm training with them, Birmingham was saying, come come train with us. But uh, come, have a, come have a trial game with us. But in my head, Leicester, Leicester have offered me a contract. Why, like, why am I going to go somewhere else somewhere else to go have another trial yeah my, my heart was just set there because really? I started getting getting to know the lads and that and he looked after you a bit yeah, yeah and they sorted me out as well and then I ended up, ended up signing Brilliant. about two weeks later maybe and what was that like surreal was it yeah one of the best moments what was it about, yeah. dad? what was your dad like my dad as soon as I said I'm signing he straight up didn't wasn't at work went, came straight up and then he watched me sign the papers and Did stuff save the moon was he yeah any tears no he had, no no no, no, no. don't do that <laughs> top man I've never seen you cry that's great though mate yeah brilliant so go on so let's have a little bit of that's fantastic so there you are you've retrieved your dream you've had all hey listen dark nights at Northwood Stadium left foot left foot left foot you know finishing oh go home 10 o'clock at night have something to eat go to bed all them hours you've mm. done and all that and you know all the time on the, in the men's football and the, the floodlit league and you know, with aid and disco and perhaps a bit myself and all that stuff. But fantastic. So there you are. Um, young man achieved his dream. All the hard work's paid off. So you, you played with, um, did you play any first team games at Leicester? Yeah, towards the end. Yeah. Um, Craig Shakespeare was there and Craig Shakespeare That's liked it. me. Um, but when I signed for him, I signed towards the end of the season and we were, um, we were about to get relegated but went to Tottenham and ended up scoring two goals at Tottenham and helped us stay up. Um, so you played at White Hart Lane? Yeah, before the 23s, not for the first year, yeah, for yeah. the 23s yeah. at White Hart Lane. It was like one of the last games there because yeah. yeah. knocking down, knocking it down. Ended up scoring two goals and we stayed up. Yeah. And I ended up going to Hong Kong with him straight after. It, With the 23 squad. Yeah. yeah. Um, in this, like, this sevens competition. Yes. So like loads of legends are there. David James and that were there. And that was like so surreal. So I've gone into pre-season doing what I normally do when I was at non-league. Yeah. Because thinking my legs are fine. I've 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 had that transition. My legs are fine. I'll do it. Um, bad mistake. End up coming into pre-season and my legs just went. Why? Why do you think that was? Um, it, I just didn't manage myself. Like what? Before you started the pre-season, you were. You, you, did you not have any downtime, or was it when you'd started the pre-season? Uh, it, no, I had had a little bit of downtime, but I was so eager to like go back and be one of the fittest ones. You went a hundred mile an hour from, from yeah. minute one and never stopped any yeah. training session. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And um, a few weeks into the pre-season, obviously um, Steve's pre-season is like military, like you're running, running, running. Uh, we went to Jersey and we're just running on these beaches. And um, my legs just went after that, coming towards the first game of the season. And I was just so leggy. And so it took me a while, but last two were good with me because they, understand, they understood that did they know? Did they, yeah, because they, they, they expected it a bit earlier um, that the transition <laughs> might might uh, affect me. See, that's a lot of a lot that wouldn't happen at all clubs, Josh. I don't think you know. So that's a credit to Leicester City, isn't it? For, yeah. For, did you have any input with the medical squad in terms of them? You know, talking to the coaches about how you were. It and was that, yeah. it was a medical squad and um, and our sports scientist um, Adam Burton. He's at he's at England now. Um, yeah. He's doing like um, like the rehabs yes. for players are just coming out of the game. And um, he spoke to the managers. He's like, he's not, he's not heavy. He's not overweight. He's just, his legs are just hit feeling it now. Yeah. So he used to monitor my training, but to make sure I was still playing, playing mm. when we had games. Mm. 
and they were amazing with me to be Lester, fair. Uh, yeah, yeah I've really really good been on some courses there and I know how good they are and um, their science and medicine it's brilliant so yeah, so so go on. Um, what did you do at Leicester before you moved on it? So you, you mentioned a couple of games you played um Valencia yeah. and So um I had a good season with it, the twenty threes, game yeah. second. Yeah. We, we should have won it really. And then coming into the start of the season, I had my head um thinking I am I, I I'm gonna go somewhere. Like I'm either gonna go on loan or I'm gonna get brought because in January I was meant to go on loan, but that didn't that didn't end right. up happening. Um so I had so my head set on right. I need to I, I need to go now. I need to go play men's football. I've done this bit. I've enjoyed it. Now it's cool. time to mm-hmm. move on. Um, and I didn't think the first team manager was like really having me. Yeah. So I didn't think anything of that. And then I ended up playing a game against Norwich in pre-season for the 23s. And I got brought off at half time. I'm thinking, surely they didn't play that bad. I did all right, yeah. Yeah, I thought I did all right. And then um, my manager's like, no, um, the first team manager wants to go tonight's game against Valencia. So you need to save your legs. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to be like an extra man. It's not, nothing's yeah, going to yeah. happen. And they'll be on the bench. Come 60 minutes into the game, I just got the, the wave and said, you're going on. Was this at home? Yeah, it's at home at King Power. It was, wow. wasn't, wasn't a full full stadium, but it was. It had at least 15-odd thousand people. There. Yeah, I, mean, I told my dad I was playing. Well, I told my dad I was, I was on the bench. On like, the bench. Whoa. But I was like, I don't know if I'm going to start. He's like, I don't care. I'm coming up. And um, when I come on, it was just it was so surreal. And I did well. I almost scored. I almost I set well I set a chance up which should have gone in. And um, no one makes us saying, "Oh, you're you're not going nowhere now. You aren't. You've 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 messed it up for yourself. You're staying here." The lads at Leicester. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When my mates Hamza because he started getting to the first team a bit, and he was like, "You ain't going nowhere now after that performance." And then um, the following Saturday, I got asked to go to France with him to go play against Lille. And and that was amazing. That was the stadium was full. Right. It was. Did you start? No, I came on. So, yeah, it's about sixty minutes again, and um, that's probably the biggest crowd I've ever played played in front of. It was loud. Great. It was. Great. Did it make a difference? Not when you're on there. As soon as you're on there, it's like it's game time. Yeah. Now we just got to you play. Yeah. Um, and then he chucked me in the deep end. I was playing up front. Then he put me in midfield with uh, Mark Albright and, yeah. and his lad called Callum Alder because uh, Silver got injured and um, ended up saying that he likes me as number eight. But that's that's when it come to it, it was a decision I had to make as in, am I going to stay around yeah, and change yeah. the position when I'm 23? Um, there's a lot of players there who are on loads of money, like first team players before years and years. I've got to think realistic now is, is kind of wait around mm. or do I need to need to go move on and hopefully work my way back up. And then that's what. Yeah. So did, did they ask you, did they, did you have to say like, I need to go and play football and they'll let you go kind of thing. They let you do that. Yeah. yeah I had this, I had this um, conversation with the director. The director was, was dead sound there. He like is open. He understood. Dev- like. Yeah. And he was like, um, me, he, he, he was, he was on the same, same lines as Way me. Through, yeah. Right? He was yeah. like, Listen, you've 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 done amazing, get here. Right. You've done well. The teams want you, so just go, just go oh, and play. Yeah. And obviously, they, they got their own like terms and conditions in there, in the contract. If if they ever want me back or whatever. Oh, have they? Yeah, but um, you just like you just need to go really? go get your name out there now. Great, great decision, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what, mate? I'm listening to your story and um, great story, and I, I feel so. It's really lovely, mate, that you're a friend of me. 
my sons and, and, you know, I've known you from a kid and I've coached you and I've watched you play and I know your dad and I know your coaches and all the people you talk about. It's so lovely to hear your story. But the things that are like laced through it, Josh, which, you know, I'm going to say anyway, uh, I'm not here to embarrass you, but the fact that, you know, you listen to your own heart kind of thing. You've had some big decisions to make really and you've had to make some choices. You know, yeah. like do it, do a, do a sign for a, professional football club even albeit in Scotland a good way from home or do a no I'm not going to take it because I will get another chance you know that kind of belief and you know that yeah. lots of people don't have that kind of ability to believe them things Josh so massive credit to you and the hours you put in down at Northwood Stadium and on your own doing your running and your left foot mm. you know just wonderful stuff mate for, for young players and coaches and the story about how you responded to what the coach at Stoke said to you and how you responded to you know Blakey putting you to an age group up you didn't phase you you just got on with it and now you responded when you went to Leicester there you are as a non-league player with the greatest respect in non-league and then next day you're or next couple of days you're with you know you're elite Premier League champion players you yeah. know uh, and, and you just got on with it and, and did play your own game mate it's wonderful stuff and you know there's bucket loads of things there for young people to, to grab onto mate and it's yeah. you know I talk to you like you know yeah, like I used to talk to you at Newcastle, and it's lovely. Um, so, kind of got the story is what I wanted to get out there, and 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 how you got there, and you know, and and the influences. Um, gone. So, who's been your? If you look back, as if you said, right, gone. Who's who have been the influences in my life? You've mentioned Blakey already for for what he did for you. Yeah. yeah. Um, gone. Anybody else or? Um. Andy Holmes was a good coach at Stoke. Yeah. Um, and mates of his son. When I played a year above my age, he ended up putting me like on the wing and started getting me to yeah. run at plays and stuff. The way he t- taught me the game differently. Good teacher. Yeah, he 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 was a big uh, a big part of that. Um, aid for other reasons like the passion of the game. Um, Brilliant. I think I've got, I think most of the people I've worked with have given me a, a, a little bit okay. of everything. Some, some, some stuff is bad, but, but some stuff is good, but the, the good stuff and the bad stuff like work together, really what, mate. what you're expected to do and what you, what you know, you, you know, you shouldn't be around yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. Have there been any times when, so, you know, just to kind of, you know, I've kept you long enough, mate. So I need to kind of, probably give you a chance to, to have a drink and, and uh, wrap up. But um, has there been any times on your journey where you've thought, I'm going to pack this in? Bad enough of this? Um, or never? No, like I've, it was a point where I was just like, I'm, 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 I didn't think about where it was going to take me. I was just, just playing and enjoying my football. Where was that? Um, that? I think that was after the Peterborough, um, so at Castle, Newcastle. Yeah, when I was at Newcastle and the Peterborough thing didn't work out, I was like, right, okay, that's that's two that's two teams who were like, well, three teams. I did go to Vale for a little bit, but... Yeah, so Vale, Alloa and Peterborough, yeah. Yeah, um, and then I was like, right, I'm just doing this for fun now at the minute. I'm, I'm just going to think Enjoy. about education and stuff and just enjoy my football. Um, and then when the Alloa thing happened, I was kind of... At that time, I was going through a bit of a bad patch, like like personally, like when I was at uni and stuff, like like 
I used to speak to Charlie and that about it all the time, just like stuff at home and that. And and I sorted that out like I I, I dealt with that. Yeah, I dealt with that. And um and then the Alloa thing came came along and I was like something just gone into my head. I was like, right, just finish off uni. As soon as I did got uni, I got my two one. Um that was a lot of stress off my head. And then I just had this feeling. Um like I, I start, I started, I started to go to um, church at that time, just to, just to find like a, a like a release, just to make myself feel better and stuff, and start started believing more. My granddad's a Jehovah's Witness, um, so our family have got the like religion behind yeah. it, but I've never understood it, and I kind of turned to that when I was like a bit down, and then when I got to that, that started making me feel better. And then my confidence is there, finished uni, started playing football, went to, made a decision, like a good decision to go to Stafford. And that happened. And then my went confidence there, kept brilliant. going and going. And I just had this belief. Like I was, some of my mates, my friend Cohen signed at Arsenal. And some of my mates were like, oh, Cohen's made it. You turned down the contract. What, what's going to happen? And I, I could get the text off. I could, I could find it. Love it, Jeff. And, I, and I, said, I said, don't you worry, something's going to happen. And then literally, not even, not even a month later, and then... Last two were signing. Great. And that all the boys like credit to you. Yeah, absolutely. And it, do you did you, you put that down to being a, not directly maybe you do put it directly directly linked to your to your kind of your, your faith and the thing that gave you that strength when things you had a few challenges in your life? Or mm-hmm. was that kind of belief in yourself, was that linked to to how you were doing how you were going about things in on the on your kind of spiritual side of your life if i can use that word or yeah um i I, personally for me it was but i think the main thing is how just just get changing your mindset if because people always have different ways to start believing themselves and start like seeing seeing pathways for, for for themselves but that's just that's just that's just mindset i think if you get your mindset right anything's yeah and is that is that something that you've always had in you since you were young or is that the recognition that mindset's important josh has that come later on to you um understanding the mindset was come later on but i think it's always been there with my dad being training me working hard because he didn't you, let you off yeah because no. your mindset your mindset needs to be right but also the hard work and putting the hours and stuff in has got it's got to come with yeah, it yeah. So the hard work and all that's always been there with yeah. dad not letting me great, have a breather. He's great. And, so, um, yeah, then Lovely my mindset story. was um, just halted. So, so, okay, so here you are, a young man with wonderful attitude to life, achieving what he wants to, um, got a lovely family and just setting out in life. Absolutely fantastic. Had some wonderful experiences already and got lots more to come, hopefully. If you were... Looking at young young players who were at 14, 15 and 16 where you were, whether they're in the academy or not, in a nutshell, Josh, what would you say to them if you haven't just underlined what you'd say to them already if they've got ambitions to play in their pro game? I, I speak to some some people already. I get a lot of mum like mums who used to work at some schools I was at asking me to speak to their sons who are at Stoke in, in like local clubs. And I just, I just say to them, you're always going to have not backs anything in life can have not backs but if you really want it you you you'll take that take that the right way 
and just work, keep working on your game, working hard, putting mm-hmm. the hours in. But but I always stress that you should always have have a backup plan there as well and, and never stop enjoying it. Because if you don't enjoy it, if you're just doing it for the sake of doing it, then it's, it's not going to... Yeah, brilliant. Wonderful stuff, Josh. Absolutely brilliant. Okay, mate. So just to finish off with, I always ask people a couple of questions about themselves. If, you, if you've got no answers, you, I might put you on the spot here. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you've told a brilliant <laughs> story, mate. This is just a wonderful interview. I'm so pleased. This is going to be great. People are going to love this. Um, anybody who understands football, um, especially anybody who knows you as well, um, it's just a great one. So... Have you got a favourite film? Favourite film? Warriors. The Warriors. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's, all, it's, it's an old film. Old film. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's, that's one of my favourites. Okay. Yeah. Um, music, what are you into, mate? Are you into anything specific? No, I'm 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 quite diverse. It depends what I'm, I'm, I'm into, like in the mood I'm into. I can... I can be listening to like rock if I'm going to the gym and just want to be on it. Or yeah, I can yeah. be listening to... Soulful, yeah, um, yeah. If you're classics chilling. and stuff yeah. like that, yeah. Good stuff, yeah, yeah, good stuff. And um, books, do you read anything, mate? Are you a big reader, not a big reader, or you have been, or anything in particular that you think, oh, that was a great read, or it's not, that's not your... Mm, no, I've never been a reader, but um, my mum, to be fair, not long ago, my mum, I found my mum's Bible, my, my granddad yeah, gave yeah, it, yeah. and I, like, yeah. I start like, reading that a little bit, yeah, just to, like, understand, like, I've watched... Like on Netflix and stuff, they got like the Bible stuff, yeah, but like stories, in, in, yeah. in films. So yeah, I've watched yeah. some of that, but then I was like, right, I'm gonna if I'm gonna read something, I'll, I'll, I'll read that. So I'm attempting to read it. Yeah, good man. Hey, yeah, listen, top man, absolutely wonderful. Um, okay, so that's a bit about you, Josh. And um, probably I'm probably tempted to asking what you what you'd like to achieve in your life, and I don't mean you to put your neck on the line and say I'd love to do this because I think I know the answer already that you you kind of the kind of guy who takes life in his stride and. And uh, you know, but um, where do you, where where would you where would you like your career to to be, or is it just a question of you know um, enjoying your football and um, just play as high as I can yeah, and for yeah. as long as I can? Yeah, because obviously I've I've come in the game quite late, so it's just been able to do what I can as quick as I can. Well, not yeah. as quick as I can, but yeah, the best I can to be able to play as high as I can, and then and then probably take it from there after that. Right. Well, Josh, you uh, you sound very grounded, mate, and I haven't seen you for a while. I've kept my eye yeah. on you from a distance. Believe you me, mate, I've, um, you know, me and Charlie have had many conversations of you, and it's like, you know, he's excited. I'm saying it's great, isn't it? Yeah, give him our best, and so pleased for you, mate. But um, having had this conversation, having not seen you for a good while, um, not only are you an established young professional footballer, mate, you're, uh, you know, You've got some amazing attitudes to life, which can Thank really you. help some people, mate. So thanks for your time, Paul. Not a problem. It's been absolutely brilliant. Thank All you. Right. So there we go, folks. That's uh, Josh Gordon, um, professional footballer um, with a wonderful story. So I hope you've enjoyed the episode. Don't forget, if you want to catch up, you want to say something, catch me on LinkedIn or um, it's www.robriles.co.uk, leader, manager, coach. Thanks for your time as always, and we'll catch you later. Bye-bye. <laughs>